Hello, um, good evening. You're listening to the GP Butchers podcast, and in this one, we're going to take a look at the 2020 season. A season marked by controversy, change, and records. To begin with, um, it was kind of unsure whether F1 2020 would actually be happening. There was the coronavirus um, pandemic which blatantly affected F1. Although the crisis afterwards was was handled efficiently, initially it was a little bit of a mess to be honest, whilst the whole paddock was in Melbourne and it was not going as smoothly. Um, some teams were going ahead with the Grand Prix whilst other blatantly just say no we're not going to race McLaren for instance um, Mercedes were initially on the other camp and then they changed their stance um, Jean Tiot was seen at the gala taking selfies with people which I think kind of sent a very bad image to be honest if you are the head of the FIA you are probably the person who should come ahead bang heads together be a bit like Bernie Eccleston for those who don't know Bernie used to be the man or the hobbit who used to run F1 but Jean Todt although he kind of looks like a hobbit was not doing the same which was a little bit of a shame ultimately um, the Australian Grand Prix did not happen hence um, the season got suspended till July till it started in Austria so we went from Australia to Austria, and for someone who confuses both country, it's basically the same, really. However, whilst the season was off, um, there were a lot of stuff happening. For instance, um, there was that rumour about Toto Wolff leaving Mercedes, um, which was a little bit wrong, to be honest, and it was not from credible sources. And this also brings out the whole problem of fans writing articles and that's nothing wrong with it fundamentally it should be something that should be encouraged now if you're a fan and you are not surrounded by racing fans running a blog should be the way of voicing out your opinion but the trouble becomes when you when you describe yourself as a journalist or trying to be a journalist that's where the trouble begins and I think it was essentially sports which came up with that article to the point where Mercedes had to issue a press communicate saying no, Toto is not leaving, um, which I thought was pretty hilarious. But that was not really um, something significant compared to what happened at Ferrari. Um, Ferrari went on and essentially, mind the pun, stacked Sebastian Vettel. Sebastian Vettel was sacked in favour of Carlos Sainz and whilst Ferrari were like, oh no, it happened very, very, like, we only spoke to Carlos afterwards. Well, that was a bit of a lie because Carlos had contact with Ferrari since December. I think the deal was agreed and done in December and that triggered the driver's market even before it started. And it kind of reminds me of the time when um, Alonso, or Mon- yeah, it was like Montoya got announced for McLaren whilst he still had a year to race at Williams, and that was kind of reminiscent of that. But also, it 
it kind of gave something for for F1 fans and and the press and the media to do. As a whole, um, I think what happened when the season started in July, it was pretty clear that it was going to be a very compacted season. And it was going to be a very stressful one because there were bubbles which were established. There were bubbles which were broken by some F1 drivers who I shall not name. Um, and there were also the whole logistic or extra logistic of planning flights, doing your COVID tests, planning flights in case someone catches COVID-19, which is unfortunate enough, having the backup to replace uh, the manpower, which is... Uh, something I can't even imagine, but super stressful. But came what it made, the season went ahead. And really, despite having been a Mercedes-dominated season, um, it has been a great season. You had when was the last time when so many drivers won their first races or stood on the podium? Well, the answer to this is many, many, many years ago. Um, perhaps it was 2012, perhaps it was before that. But either way, this year has been great. Um, the races were close, were pretty much unpredictable. And also we went to tracks where we would normally not go. I'm talking about Portugal, I'm talking about um, Imola, I'm talking about, you know, uh, going to... Mugello, which was quite a cracking race, but also this season had its boring races. Um, Abu Dhabi, for instance, not the most exciting race ever. It is as exciting as watching David Croft try to crack a joke and um, Spa, a great track, but did not really uh, provide that much of, of content. But holy crap. What a season. The second part of this podcast is 2020 and F1 controversies. You see, I am not really the best person to be talking about this. I make memes, I take the piss out of people or, or Grand Prix or get blocked by Sky Sports presenters. But I do believe this year has had its share amount of controversies. The first one being, of course, um, we race as one. Um, it all kicked off with BLM, and I think that was super important. Um, and I don't believe that F1 um, knew what they were doing at first. Maybe now they do. Who am I to judge? Who am I to know? I may not have all the info. But holy crap, the initial um, display was as organized as the Egyptian army to be honest it was so badly done and I remember it was I think the British Grand Prix where it was so disorganized that at one point people were like well we're just gonna show up and we're just gonna stand up and yeah okay that's some all right everyone fuck off back to the sorry everyone uh, sold off back to their seats and whatever comes next and that is not really something that you should do you know if you are f1 you represent perfection to be honest the best cars in the world the best people walking the best you know engineers the best marketing people the best um, sound engineers 
But, holy crap, how can you not nail a display of unity? That was mind-boggling. And another controversial part of this season was the fact that um, F1 will be racing in Saudi Arabia next year also. Which is hilarious. By the way, Lewis Hamilton has already won the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix of 2021. Let's give him that win already. But, I mean, Saudi Arabia um, and and the whole aspect of we race as one is as Saddam Hussein came up and said, yeah, we're going to respect human rights. I'm a champion in human rights. It, it's just, just not something that happens. And I find that to be mind-boggling that um, stuff like that will be happening. Of course, there were protests, there were uh, petitions flocking online. But fact of the matter is, morality is not really something that makes things go around. Um, F1 needs the money, especially after the pandemic. And Saudi Arabia saw an opportunity and just jumped on it. And everyone will go to that race. Everyone will be racing. It will be just another boring Grand Prix, and that's where it is. Last of the controversies is, I think, about Egghead, as you may know, is, is going to try for Haas, and, um, and I don't think Egghead should be in that seat. I do believe that it should have gone to someone else, someone who was more deserving, someone who perhaps finished P2 in the championship, for F2, but then again, F1 is a cruel world, and it's not like, you know, getting a community scholarship, it's whoever has the most money shall get the seat, and this is what has been happening in F1 since ever. Whether he will race for the full season, I was surprised if he will make it, but hey, the egghead is on the grid. And to the final part of this podcast, history making. This year has seen Lewis Hamilton winning seven world championships. Not one, not two, but seven. I was growing up, I was, I was, I think I was, yeah, I was 10 years old when Michael won his seventh world championship. And it's just amazing. I know records are meant to be broken, but Michael's record, Michael, for me as a child and, and for many people was the reference, it still is the reference, not disrespect to Hamilton, he has the talent obviously, but Michael was just something, and I'm not talking about Michael as a person, but the phenomenon of Michael Schumacher was just something that came and revolutionized the sport, the way things were being carried out, the way he got away with some stuff that they were doing, um, but yeah, seeing Hamilton equal Michael's record is is pretty much reminding me how all I got. Because back in my day, it was Michael versus Alonso versus Raikkonen. And Alonso and Raikkonen will be on the grid next year. But they won't be in, in top, you know, trim cars. Um, and they're probably past their prime. But... For Hamilton to be equaling Michael's record, it's just a very, very surreal thing to happen. And to be honest, I do believe he will be winning the World Championship next year. There's no doubt about that. 
What I can also say is the way that Mercedes came and won those championships. I think it's more dominant than Ferrari. Ferrari, when they were on their winning spree, they had one season. I think it was 2003 where they looked a little bit challenged by McLaren and Williams, but Mercedes never had that. They always looked very much in in the lead and and very much secure with the constructors' championship, and that's why I think Mercedes is. Much more of a dominant force than what Ferrari was, and it hurts to say that because I think there's the whole aspect of nostalgia when you think about the good old days of Ferrari domination. When nowadays people mourn about Mercedes dominating all the Grand Prix and whatever comes, but yeah, Lewis winning seven World Championships and he deserves everything. I think. To win a world championship, whoever you are, you deserve it. But to win seven, it's just amazing. Lewis Hamilton went further ahead by initiating the whole thing about、um, equality, not equality in terms of of、um, gender. Perhaps it is more about gender. Who knows? But the fact that F1 should be more diversified, you should have more people of color. You should have. People from humble background coming up and being able to be part of that global phenomenon—that's what Hamilton's trying to do. And I am not the biggest Hamilton fan. I used to take the piss out of him, but credits were due. I think that's important, and I think I have rambled a lot, so I'm going to shut up and say goodbye.